To see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, M.T. Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Today's photo of a small white dot of a full moon over relatively huge palm trees and the hazy glow of the electric lights of Disney World's Port Orleans Frank Quarter Resort comes to us from yours truly as I pause for a moment to capture the scene before going inside the main registration building to compose this message this morning. Well, it's Thursday, and although this isn't much of a pathway photo, it was a scene along my path this morning, and I share it to encourage my friends to get get out and see some of the world, and to be sure to take the Lord with you when you go. Although a trip to Disney World is a tough sell as a spiritual pilgrimage, my faith has gone with me, and even though I relaxed the restraints on my food plan this week, I haven't let go of the Lord and the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit to help me keep things in perspective of a Christian worldview with awareness, spiritual discernment, kindness, compassion, and lots and lots of patience. Oh, brother, the crowds, long lines, and barely contained chaos of herd mentality at Disney have given me lots of opportunities to practice patience, uh, bridling the tongue and adjusting my heart as I repeatedly shifted my mental assessments from enemy mode, viewing others with contempt or hostility, to seeing the other people around me for what they are, people made in God's image, doing their best in life with what they have to find, uh, what they have to find some fun with their family and friends. Even though I can tell that there are lots of differences between me and the others that I've seen in passing here at Disney World, I can see that we all have something in common. We are all trying to love one another to some degree, and, all, and we all need Jesus. Uh, we all need the Lord. Uh, and hey, I know I got him. I have faith in Jesus, and I have the Holy Spirit within me. But I also know that unless I believe in God's Word, live according to it, and stay in continuous contact with God through my daily spiritual practice and by walking and talking with God, I could easily lose the peace and joy that the Lord gives me. It is in Christ alone that I have hope and found peace, and so I do my best to abide in God's presence, one day at a time, regardless of the location, through the different seasons of all the days of my life. That brings us to our current season, Lent, which is a great occasion to recommit ourselves to growing in our faith and, and to grow ever closer to the Lord. It's the, eighth day, it's the eighth day of Lent, and so we continue my personal walkthrough of Gracia Grindel's 40-day journey with Martin Luther to observe and celebrate the Lenten season. And this walkthrough of Grindel's devotional, it is our hope that we will get to know Martin Luther a little better as we seek to draw close to the Lord on our journey to Resurrection Sunday or Easter. Uh, and so we continue. Uh, journey day number eight. And Martin Luther writes, You are to hollow the day of rest. What is this? Answer, we are to fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching or God's word, but instead keep that word holy and gladly hear and learn, learn it. Martin Luther continues to write, What is meant by keeping it holy? Nothing else than devoting it to holy words, holy works, and holy living. 
The day itself does not need to be made holy, for it was created holy. But God wants it to be holy for you. So it becomes holy or unholy on your account, depending on whether you spend it doing something holy or unholy. How does such sanctifying take place? Not when we sit behind the stove and refrain from hard work, or place a garland on our head and dress up in our best clothes, but when we make use of God's word and exercise ourselves in it. Unquote. Uh, from Martin Luther. And we move along to the biblical wisdom that's paired with that passage of, uh, from Martin Luther, uh, which is Mark, 20, Mark 2, 27 and 28, where the word of God says, Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for humankind, and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Those are the words of Jesus. And our, our devotional every day, that directs us to take some time for silence for meditation. So pause the podcast or stop reading and sit quietly uh, for 60 seconds or a minute, 5 minutes, 5, 10, 15 minutes, or however long you feel comfortable with and have time for. Focus on your breath and the calm stillness in the present moment that is always available to us in God's creation. Meditate on Martin Luther's comments for the day and and the content of the, today's biblical wisdom. And when you're ready, <laughs> you can join us again for the questions to ponder. That first question is, Luther states that the Sabbath should be devoted to holy words, holy works, and holy living. What does that suggest to you about how we should spend Sunday? Is the question. And uh, Luther's words suggest that we should we spend Sundays worshiping the Lord and doing our best to reflect our love for the Lord with the things we say and do. Beyond going to church service, reading the Bible, praying and singing the Lord's praises, Luther indicates that what we do and how we live should be holy too. The way we behave should reflect the fruit of the Spirit peace, love, joy, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, patience, and self-control. The next question is, in what ways is the Sabbath-keeping (laughs) countercultural? Keeping anything holy is countercultural. Setting aside time to thank and worship the Lord is countercultural. In our postmodern, increasingly atheistic society, the emphasis is usually placed on personal happiness. And that quest is put over and above any considerations for God or the principles of faith and morality that are revealed in the Bible. So, anything to do with God is countercultural. The next question is, what does it mean to exercise ourselves in God's word? How does your community of faith encourage and support such exercise? To exercise ourselves in God's word is to practice what we preach, to be authentic Christians, to actually live by faith in the power of the Holy Spirit by applying the wisdom of God's word to our lives. Exercising ourselves in God's word would include spiritual practices of reading God's word, reading God's word, uh, praying, worshiping God, and giving thanks to the Lord, but it also includes include showing we know that what God's word says by repenting of our sins, and by living a holy and righteous Christian life. Our faith communities, you know, preach your, 
preach a message every week to basically encourage us to do those things. And that moves us along to the psalm fragment from our study, which is from Psalm 84, 1 and 2, and verse 4. And the word of God says, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, indeed it faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. Happy are those who live in your house, ever singing your praise. And our devotion moves on to journal reflections. Um, the first reflection is, reflect on Sundays of your childhood. Write about your favorite memories. Did your family observe the Sabbath? How? What did it mean to you? What does it mean to you now? Uh, let's see, and uh, for myself, I spent most of my childhood on Sundays or Saturday afternoons going to our local Roman Catholic Church, St. Mary's in Hudson, New York, um, being taken there by my mom, mother. Mom wasn't much of a Bible reader at all from my observations, but she was extremely faithful in bringing my brothers and me to Mass each week making sure we were raised and confirmed in the Catholic Church. While well, my penchant for, for the sins of the flesh conflicted with a devout holy life later in life, I have mostly fond remembrances of going to Mass with my family. The literature was familiar and comforting, and the atmosphere at St. Mary's caused me to think of it as a holy place, where the Lord was to be honored with our worship, prayers, and reverent silence. Church was serious business, but there was peace to be found amongst the pews, and even though I have major issues with the institution and doctrinal stances of the Roman Catholic Church, I don't have a problem with the people who go there to be close to God and pray that they put their faith in Christ alone to be saved. Unfortunately, my times on Sunday in the Roman Catholic Church meant religion, rules, and regulations, and the fear of going to hell. But now that I have separated myself from its errors and gone directly to God and put my faith in Jesus and have full assurance of my salvation, my life of faith in Jesus means everything to me. My faith in Jesus forms my identity and gives me peace as well as my purpose for living. The next journal entry uh, states, Sabbath or rest is important to the rhythm of our lives. Is there anything you might do to give your life a better balance between work and rest, between secular pursuits and holy pursuits? I would say that the balance that I have, <laughs> have between work and rest is right where it needs to be. I only give myself to work for 40 hours a week. Uh, for the 40 hours a week I get paid, and even during those hours I'm resting in the Lord as I talk to God throughout the day. Other than doing what I need to do during my day job to get paid, I don't have any secular pursuits. I spend the rest of my time trying to follow the Lord and trying to love my family, wife, and friends the best I can while trying to encourage others to seek the Lord for the way they live their lives. I have found new life in Christ, and I'm going to live it. The Lord has given me a great gift, and I'm going to enjoy it. And the last journal entry <laughs> uh, prompting is, have you ever longed for the courts of the Lord? If so, write about the feeling of longing. If not, can you imagine such a longing? Yes, I have longed for the courts of the Lord in several different ways, I suppose. Um, I have had longings for Sundays and church and, and, and for church to come.
Uh, I've longed to enter into full-time ministry some way and somehow. Lord, call me maybe. Um, I have longed for Jesus to return. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Today is as good as, as any, Lord. So come, Lord Jesus. So yeah, I have longed for the courts of the Lord because that's where true meaning and peace are found. I long for the day that we all know the Lord's courts where Christ will rule and reign forever and ever. Until then, I will spend time at the local assemblies of believers I go to now. I long to be back there this Sunday. And that brings us to our, the point of our devotion where we are to pray. Um, and we pray for the life of faith. And the prompting for that is pray that you and your family will take the time to hear God's word and keep it. Pray for someone you know who needs both rest and the refreshment that comes from hearing God's word. Lord, I pray that I and my family take time to hear your word and to keep your Sabbath holy. In this season of rest, I pray for the people I know who so desperately need the rest and refreshment that comes from hearing your word and from knowing that nothing can separate us from your love. Help them to see the truth and to long for the rest and peace that is found in Christ alone. In Jesus' name, amen. And finally, the prayer for today is to, well, it states, Lord Jesus, you made the Sabbath for me to rest in, in you. May the day become holy for me through the use and exercise of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. And that moves us along to today's Bible verse. Uh, and that comes from to us from the quick scripture reference for counseling by John G. Cruis. This morning's meditation verse comes from the section on conscience, and today's verse is Acts 24, verse 16, which says, So I always take pains to have a clear conscience toward both God and man. Today's verse falls under the second point of our Counseling Reference Guide's resource section on conscience, and, today, and that second point is, Keep a clear conscience before God and men. Today's verse comes from the Apostle Paul as he tried to convince those in authority that even though the gospel he preached was turning the world upside down, he always took pains to have a clear conscience toward both God and man. As Christians, we are to put God first, but, but <laughs> put God first, but are also are to be concerned with doing what is right in our dealings with our fellow man, whether they agree or disagree with us when it comes to matters of faith. Although we are not to shy away from telling the truth that has been, telling the truth that has been revealed to us through the Bible and the Gospel of Jesus Christ, we are to share the truth in love and to treat our neighbors as we would want to be treated ourselves. While we can't get away get anyone to believe in Jesus or convince anyone to follow him, that's the Lord's work. Our consciences can be clear of any worries when we know that we have told others the truth of the gospel and treated them with the dignity and respect that someone who is made in God's image deserves. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, patience, and gentleness are fruits of the Spirit that tell us how to treat our fellow man. So let's practice the practice those with others and be sure that our conscience is clear 
with God. Amen. As always, I invite all to go to mtforchrist.org where I always share insights from prominent Christian theologians and counselors to assist my brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Today we continue sharing from According to Your Word, Morning and Evening Through the New Testament by Stephen F. Alford, which is the collections of devotional journals from 1940 and 41. Today's prompting, uh, Alford directs us to read Mark chapter 13, and from Mark chapter 13 he shares verse 11, uh, which says, For it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. And Alford writes, What a promise to claim before setting forth to preach the gospel. It is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to present and reveal Christ, so that if it is he that speaks through me today, how fruitful will the ministry be? The essentials are cleansing, emptying, filling with the Holy Spirit, absolute reliance, absolute reliance upon him for speaking, praying, and all service. Such reliance is vitally important if I am to be genuine when I preach Christ. Then Alfred ends with the prayer, Then empty me, Lord, cleanse me by your precious blood. Now fill me with the Holy, with the Holy Spirit. I take the fullness and thank you. Control me in all I do and say that you might be glorified today. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord, cleanse me by your precious blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and take the fullness. I take the fullness and thank you. Control me in all I do and say that you may be glorified today. That's a wonderful prayer by Alford. And it you know, just happens to run right in parallel with everything that Martin Luther was saying uh, about the Sabbath, to keep it holy with our words and our deeds, uh, basically. Um, you know, and that, that day is the Sabbath day is, you know, the word says one good one day is as good as another uh, in terms of the Lord or festivals and, you know, stuff like that. Um, so it points to a, a, a lifestyle of Christian discipleship where we worship the Lord every day. Um, you know, Paul told us to always give thanks and always rejoice. And we do that when we know who we are in Christ. And we have the hope of the Lord before us. Um, you know, when we have the full assurance of our salvation, we just live. We should live life of, uh, a life of peace and um, joy, um, where the fruit of the Spirit comes in. Um, and, um, and you can do that no matter where you are, at home or on the road. Uh, today is the last day at Disney. Uh, get on a plane later today. Um, five clock I uh, should be on a plane and I think by 5.30 we should be in the air um, headed back to New York and uh, back to the relative peace and silence that I will find either in my countryside home or my riverside home where I'm not in the lobby of a big resort where people are walking by with carts um, it's been a good time here at Disney um, had some fun and been challenged um, with patience of, of walking in lines and whatnot, but overall it's been good. And um, I don't think it would have been this, you know, so easily to so easy to lose your peace and self-control when you're not walking in the Lord all the time. And although I haven't been perfect with my food plan at all, 
I've taken a vacation from that. Um, I've been faithful to follow the Lord as much as I can um, by, by, by doing the vlog and reflecting on, on spiritual matters throughout the day, even here at Disney World, and just thanking the Lord for you know, bringing me to this place and enjoying the, the relatively good weather and um, sunshine, um, even if, if it was spent you know, waiting online and <laughs> to go on rides and stuff. Um, it's been good. You know, it's been fun. And uh, so, I don't know where you are. You're probably working. Uh, unless you have kids and you're on vacation from school, too. Um, so, I want to pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for what you've done for us. We thank you for this vacation. We thank you for um, the rest that you give us. Um, that's not dependent on the day of the week. Uh, but it's depending on the, the faith that we have in you uh, as our Lord and Savior. Uh, Jesus. And, uh, Lord, we just pray for anyone who's listening that you come alongside them and rest, bless their, their walk of faith and their prayer request. Help them, Lord, and help us today as we just want to represent you no matter where we go or what we do. Um, and we just keep walking and talking with you, Lord, that you, uh, you show us the things you want us to see and lead us in the things you, you would have us do. Because we desperately need your help, Lord. We're asking for it today. Help us to exercise your holy word uh, and to, uh, to represent you with peace and love wherever we go. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.